Hello, Facebook. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. It is going to be a fun (laughs) and a real (laughs) great night as we talk about heaven. That's right. Heaven is real and it is fun. And according to my guest, you're going to hear a mouthful. So I'm so excited. I (laughs) hope that you guys are ready and prepared. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, Kim Robinson has been on my show before and we hit it off so well that she actually came to the second daddy's girl and she was able to talk and to share some of her experiences. A lot of the women who came to the conference actually purchased her book and it's just been so cool. But I wanted to talk about something Um, And the Lord really kind of has been talking to me about like sharing this story. But um, I've been talking the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about prophecy and the importance of prophecy and how not to be afraid to share things. So when before I do a a show with somebody, usually what I do is I contact them and I, I do just a little get to know you kind of phone call. And so Kim and I were talking, we were sharing some things and I started to have some, um, some, some visions of what God wanted to do. And one of the things I started to talk to her about, I said, are you writing a children's book? And she's like, and she kind of giggled. And uh, she's like, I've, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's funny. It's not just a children's book. I, I see it. I see it like a coloring book because I see kids coloring and creating and she, and she just kind of listened and stuff. And, you know, sometimes when we take a word and we start to pray into it and we ask, Father, is this something that you want to do? You know, sometimes you do get something and it's something that looks like this. This is Jesus <laughs> is real and fun and it's a children's book, but it's also a coloring book. So I just wanted to use that to encourage you guys that if you see something, say something. If you if you feel something, you should share with someone because you know what? Sometimes what we're doing is we're taking a glimpse into the Father's heart of what He wants to do. And all we have to do is share it and have somebody come into agreement with it, right? So before we we get I get off, I just wanted to to share that with you because I thought it was really exciting because you know, I when I saw the coloring book, I'm like, oh. Okay, but you know, but God knew, and this book has really helped a lot of children. So we're going to talk about this, and I'm so excited to bring on Kim Robinson. Kim, thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. It is such an honor to have you back on. Oh, thank you. This is um, okay. So just just so we know, you now have two books, not just <laughs> one book. Hold on, let me put my audio book down. But you have two books. Heaven is real and fun. And then Jesus is real and fun. And what's so fantastic about these books is it talks about that you who've never had a near-death experience, you are able by being, I think it was in your uh, laundry room (laughs) that you started (laughs) to have these encounters. And I wanted to kind of share um, with the audience, what kind of happened and how you started to have these heavenly encounters? Well, that started, like you said, in, in my laundry room in front of my washer and dryer. And um, I, would, I was in a denominational church at the time. 
And I just read him and I heard him say, sit down and get still. And so I sat down on the floor and then I, I saw like in a vision, this white sleeve and this hand reached down to me and he said, come up here. I want to show you things. And I thought, I don't know how to come up here, <laughs> you know? And so I, I reached up and took a hold of his hand and he just took me up into heaven. And that's kind of how it started. And we started, one of the first things that he showed me was my mansion. And I was just instantly in the spirit. And I didn't know you could be in the spirit. I was never taught you could be in the spirit. I, I didn't know that you could go to heaven. I it was never taught anything like that. So it was just all brand new right and so I was standing there and Jesus comes walking up to me and he gives me a hug and a kiss and he said you know he he gives me a hug and I'm standing there like what what do you do what you know I do you hug him back (laughs) you know what do you do and so I kind of hugged him and thinking started and I said yes because I knew that was in the bible I didn't know about seeing him and going to heaven and doing all that, if that was right. But he said, do you want to see your mansion? And I knew that that was scriptural. Walking off and we walked through this amazing, the, the things in heaven are absolutely incredible. The grass is incredible. The flowers um, are incredible. They are, the colors are the thickest, richest colors you can imagine. And he, to make a long story short, because it's in my book. Uh, he he showed me my mansion, which is absolutely your mansion is something that you cannot imagine. Like my, the floor of my mansion was probably three feet thick marble, and I, I would have never thought I had never even seen a marble floor. It was raised in Arkansas, <laughs> not a lot of marble floors in Arkansas, and so I hadn't even seen a place that had marble floors, And but I knew you just know things, and the floor was incredible, and the walls uh, of my mansion had jewels inlaid in the walls. It had diamonds and rubies and amethyst and all colors, all, every kind of jewel that you can imagine was inlaid in the wall. And it was just incredible. One of the, so, you mean to go on? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, one of the things that was in the mansion that I thought was just incredible was the, the ivy. There were some plants that were growing along the wall. And at the time, I, you know, I used to work for a flower shop. And Jesus said, take off a piece, break it off. And lay it against the wall. And I thought, oh, no, you don't, you know, you don't want to break off plants. But I I broke it off and I laid it against the wall. And it just instantly started growing. And flowers started popping out. And he said, pretty good miracle grow, isn't it? (laughs) I was like, but he knows about miracle grow. How Uh does he know about miracle grow? But he said, even the walls in heaven are so full of life. There is mm. so much life in heaven, and it was just incredible. And uh, there's pictures on the wall. And uh, one of the things that he said was, um, your pictures in heaven, you can step into them. Oh, wow. And you can be where 
where the picture is, what the picture is of. If it's of a waterfall, you can step through the picture and you can be at the waterfall. And then you can step back and you can be in your mansion. And that's kind of one way that you can travel. But so that's, and that's also, that story is also in the children's coloring book, the, the walkthrough pictures, except it's cut down so a child can understand it. Well, you know, what's so interesting about that, Kim, is I also have listened to Kat Kerr and I, I know that you know who Kat Kerr is and I know that, I, um, that she also has. I know who him. she is. <laughs> yes. But you guys are not friends and you don't collaborate. Uh, yeah, and, right, but yet no, she yeah. talks about in her books and, and, and she also talks about when she speaks, when she goes and speaks in, in different churches and stuff, she talks about the pictures that you can walk into. So it's always. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm telling you because I think you didn't have that confirmation. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, because she talks about that. She talks about how everything is alive in heaven, that you can actually walk into your pictures. You can walk wow. into, like, there's a. Um, she talks about how there's like this movie theater and that you can go and watch a movie, but you actually could become a part of the movie and then your family can come and watch you be in this yeah. movie. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, it, and, and, you know, so there are so many people who've had these like really incredible encounters. And again, I really want people to understand that scripturally it says that we are seated. We are seated with with Jesus in heavenly places, we are able right. to go. Our spirit is able to go to heaven, especially right. it says in it says in Revelation when God talked or Jesus talked to John, right? The apostle John, he said, come right. up here for I want to come show you here. great. And come up here, which is the same thing that you heard. Come up right. here. So there's, so because, you know, people can say, well, I don't know. She has a great imagination, but you can't, what's so cool is that God will always confirm when he's done something. So like, what are some of the things that God has confirmed in some of your visitations that you've, that you've had? Uh, well, he's, he's. Well, one of the things that he, he showed me in heaven is um, I saw a little girl that uh, um, had passed away. And she was in heaven, and she was riding on a, she was riding on a whale in heaven, and this, the, it was, except the whale had like a fin, like a porpoise. So she was holding on to the, the, the fin, but it was like a whale. And she was, she was riding this whale and then the, the whale would flip her with her tail and she would fly up in the air and she would yell, wee and would dive in the water. And I, and I kept seeing her do this. And she, one time when she was being flung up in the air, she said, tell mom, I'm not afraid of the water. And I thought, oh, that's, I don't know what to do. But um, I knew her mom. And so I sent her this message because I knew that her daughter had passed away. And so I sent her this message, just what I, just what I said, and what I saw her doing. And she started bawling. And she said that they had a swimming pool in their backyard, her, her daughter. They had said that 
her daughter was severely handicapped. So whenever they take her out in the pool, they would have to put you know all these floaties and all these life jackets and everything on her because she was so afraid that she would drown. And, but she said that she would pick her up, her and her husband, and they would pick her up and they would throw her in the air to each other. And they would yell, wee, free Willie. And she was always afraid. Yeah, free Willie, you know. And she was riding a whale, you know, free Willie. And she said that whenever she would throw her, that she would, the, the girl would yell, wee. And so it was just confirmation that what I was seeing was right, you know. And um, just a lot of, a lot of stories like that. But you know, some of them have, see, I think people that, have passed away. I think that those, well, I think that those are some of the things, you know, it says that, that, you know, God will comfort those that mourn. And so right. what a comfort was it to know that this woman's child was yeah. with Jesus, was in heaven, was swimming in the water with whales and was with saying whales. we, because yeah. it was something I mean, that she loved to do. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no way, you know, I didn't know that. There's mm-hmm. no way I would have known that, you know. And just kind of recently, um, I was worshiping, and the Lord showed me this this lady that uh, she was at the Circle of Life. So it was, you know, and she, at, so here she is at the Circle, when you're at the Circle, in the Circle of Life, it's like your, you know, your last, last days. And she is there. And I saw her spirit come out of her body and walk around to each person in the room and say something to them. And one of the things that she said was, be sure to tell my son to water the birds, feed the birds and water the flowers. And she was like, tell my son to feed the birds and water my flowers. And then I saw her spirit get back into her body and lay down. And then she instantly went up to Jesus. And so I asked, I I, uh, talked to her son and then uh, his wife. And I asked her, I said, does that mean anything? And she said, absolutely. She said, whenever they uh, had to put their mom into assisted living, he bought her this really nice bird feeder. Mm -hmm. And she said, my birds are out of food. You need to come up here and feed my birds. Come feed my birds. Come feed my birds. And uh, she had sent him a text or had called him on the phone. And one of the last things that she said was, my birds are out of food. I need you to come feed my birds. And so her bird Aww. feeder was real important to her, you know. And so it was, mm-hmm. it's, it was confirmation to me that, you know, when, when people, just because your body can't talk, your spirit is very much alive. Very much. You know, when yeah. you're asleep, when your body is asleep, your spirit is very much alive. When you're sleeping, your spirit can go to heaven and can see heaven and can visit with Jesus. And so, you know, so you've got to act on your dreams. You know, the dreams that you have are from God. Write them down and keep track of them because he talks to you through your dreams. You know, and just like what you're saying, don't discount them. Well, you know, know. it's very interesting because in some, in your, both in your book and in your um, children's book, 
you talk about how there are water parks and it's, it's so, it's so funny. I've had so many dreams about being at a water park and sliding down slides and being in these, but constantly doing it. And I kept trying to figure out, well, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? And then when I read your book, I went, Oh, duh. (laughs) I think that I had a dream about heaven (laughs) and I was in the part where there were what, where I was at the water park because there was nothing else about it. It was just going, it was climbing up and sliding down and it was, it was just fun. That's all it really was. It's just fun. Jesus mm-hmm. just wants you to have fun. One of the things mm-hmm. that he showed me um, whenever I was worshiping. So all these, all these things that he shows me in heaven, it always takes place when I'm worshiping. When you get quiet, when you, you've got to get quiet, uh, quiet your body down, turn on some soaking music and get quiet. You've got to spend time, pull, pull yourself aside and spend time with Jesus. One of the things that he showed me was uh, I was instantly in heaven and we, Jesus and I were standing on top of this. It was like a 20 story building and it was round and we were standing at the very top and we were looking out the windows and I thought, well, this is beautiful, huge, beautiful glass building. And then suddenly this yellow lab, this dog comes running through the door and I realized that the floor was kind of kind of you know shaped like this and up on the sides all of a sudden this ball is like it shoots down the middle of this funnel and it hits on this on the floor that's kind of tilted and the dog would chase these balls and they would run you know the balls would hit and they would bounce off in different directions and so the dog always you know was chasing the ball and was running and didn't know which way it was going to go. So he was having a, a grand time. And then Jesus and I instantly were on the next floor. And the dog comes running around. He comes running back in the, the other side of the door. And this floor was like all furniture. And this lab was jumping on all the furniture. Because you know how dogs aren't supposed to be on the furniture, supposedly, right? <laughs> and the, this lab was jumping on the couch, and he was jumping on the chairs, and he was jumping on the kitchen chairs, and he was just having so much fun, just running and jumping. And then instantly, Jesus and I were on the next floor. And this lab comes running in the door, and it's full of kids. And so I realized that these are children that have they're in heaven now, but they have come to this place and they're playing with this lab and they're chasing it and they're playing with it. And the dog is just having so much fun. And then instantly we're on the next floor and here comes this dog running and he comes in the next door and uh, the floor is like all water, all kinds of water things like a water slide. There's a slide that the lab slides down and there's a pool full of balls and he's playing in the balls and he's playing in the water. And it's uh, like a water park where the water squirts up and he's biting and chasing the water. You know how they love to do. And then we were at the next floor and it was just like this one. The, I think the last floor we went to is like is like 20 floors. But this is kind of where it stopped was this floor was full of food. And it was like people food. <laughs> and it was the dog could. Uh, he could sit up in, he could jump up in the chair and he was eating off the table, all this people food. And he was eating all the food that he wanted, everything that we wouldn't let him have, you know, just as much as he wanted. And it was just, and I was just, I said, what is this? And he said, this is the dog house that I Come made on. in heaven. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty elaborate. 
And she just went, elaborate, elab, elaborate. Ah! And he throws his head back and laughs. He said, it's elaborate. <laughs> so you, you know, uh, pun there. It's elaborate. That's why the lab kept running around. But, you know, and so he, he told me, he said, if I would do that for your pets oh, come that on. you love. Mm-hmm. He said, if I would make a doghouse that elaborate <laughs> just for a pet that you love, can you imagine what I've done for you, for your mansion? Because I love you so much more. Oh. You know, so your houses, your mansions in heaven are incredible. Your The pets that you have lost, they're not up there just wandering around wanting for someone to play with them or hoping they get fed. You know, they have an amazing doghouse <laughs> and they have kids to play with them, you know. And uh, that, uh, that he showed me in heaven was uh, this lady she loved. She had a, a pond in her backyard and she loved her goldfish. And so he, one of the things that he showed me in heaven was this water fountain. He showed me her mansion and in her mansion, she had this water fountain and it was well a waterfall and these goldfish were sliding down this waterfall in her mansion. So in her mansion, she had this waterfall and she had all these goldfish. And I thought he knows about the little things. Yeah, he does. You know, he cares. He cares about the little things in our life, you know, and, um, not only do you have a mansion, but you also have other places that you love. Like uh, one of the places that he, that I also have in heaven is a log house mm. and it has a big porch and it has the, you know, the big rocking chairs and it's out in the middle of the mountains and full of trees. And it's just Jesus and I on, you know, sitting on the porch. And so, you know, so the places that he has for you are things that you love. Mm. You know, so you, if you love ranches, if you love horses, that's what you get along mm. with your mansion, you know, so he's not limited to just one little shack in the corner of shantytown, you know, right. <laughs> you yeah. get a mansion plus whatever, whatever makes you happy because you're there forever. Well, I love what you said about how if God takes care of the things that we love, because a lot of people's question, a lot of people lose pets and you know, we start to wonder, well, you know, are they in, in the Bible? And I kept saying, well, horses are in heaven because it's in the Bible. So we know that right. horses are in heaven. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So we know that. So I'm thinking, well, he's not a respecter of persons. Maybe he's not a respecter of animals. Plus, it also says something about the lion and the lamb playing in the same grass. So I'm like, okay, so he's about the animals. But I kept, but one of the things that he really talked to me about is he said that love, the things that we love, he loves because he loves. we love what he loves. So right. it's like he loves what we love. And so if you love something, you take care of it and you're going to protect it and you're going to save it for someone. So they're in, in um, they're being taken care of, like you said. But what one of the things that you said is that sometimes you go when you're like in worship. And that's one of the things that that I've experienced where I've been in worship one time I was in worship and I was in worship and all of a sudden I just let my imagination just kind of go. I just let my imagination go because my imagination is, has been, you know, consecrated to God. And I said that it's a clean imagination. And so I just allow God to use my imagination to let my spirit 
engage. And I'm saying these things for those people who don't understand about how we can see. So that's one of the ways that we see. And so, so I'm, so I'm at worship and all of a sudden I was in this big field and Kim, you and I have talked about this, but I was, I was on this swing and I was being pushed on this beautiful swing. So I love swings. I have a swing in my, my backyard. How funny. But what was so interesting about this is I saw off in the distance, we had a mother and a daughter dog and both of those dogs were hit by a car. And I saw the two of them. I saw the two of them and I saw them playing off in the distance and I'm sitting there and I'm rocking in my chair. And then all of a sudden this bird flies onto my shoulder and the bird was a cockatiel and it was my cockatiel and my cockatiel's name was Gaston. And so my, now I know it was Gaston because he started to bite my earring. He started to like nibble on not hard, not like aggressive, but just like loving. He started to play with my ears and cuddle. And I realized it was Gaston. So I'm in the middle of worship and I'm bawling like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm seeing a bird, my bird on earth that I loved. I mean, it was our, my husband and I, it was our first pet. So, and we treated Gaston like a dog. I mean, I used to cut up spaghetti for him and and we put it on a little plate and he would eat his spaghetti. But God has Gaston waiting with the rest of my pets for me. Right. And I think that it's so important for people to understand that we have such a big, big daddy. Our daddy loves us so, so much. Why would he not want us to have the things that we love in heaven? So he's going to give us that and then so much more. So, so much more. So much more. Right. So yeah, if you think about, about places. If you, well, if you think about Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. how many animals were on the Ark versus people? Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot more animals than there were people. Heck yeah, there were. God loves the animals. He loves mm-hmm. the animals. The um, one of the things that's that he showed me in heaven, talking about animals, um, mm-hmm. is is the dinosaurs. There are dinosaurs in heaven. Daddy God loves the dinosaurs to him. He said to him, they're like big dogs. <laughs> you know, and Jesus and I got to ride the dinosaurs. It's, um, they, the, they're incredible. They tumbles, they talk to you. You can, I have a horse in heaven that I had, that I ride that, that shows up every now and then. And his hair is so incredibly soft. It's like an, a chinchilla. It's just, you know, it's not like horse hair. You know, it's so, it's so soft that it makes me cry every time I ride him because I'm like, this is just unbelievable. It's just so incredible. So soft. And he, your pets, the animals, they, they do talk to you. They don't move their mouths. You know, they, they don't move their mouths, you, but you hear them. And you can, you can talk back to them, you know, in English, or you just talk with your, you know, with your thoughts. And that, and that's one way that you communicate in heaven is just with your thoughts. You don't have to use, you know, what everyone is saying by their thoughts. I think that's so cool. And, you know, and isn't it something that that's, um, we can, you know, Jesus says that, you know, we can, we can know his thoughts, right? Right, that we have right. a Christ-like mind. So there are, that is scriptural, that we can hear 
you know, what he, you know, the thoughts I have for you. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, how do you think that, <laughs> how do you think that prophets heard? <laughs> they know the yeah. thoughts that God has for us, you know? So he yeah. knows our thoughts. And, um, and again, you know, Kat Kerr talked about that, but there are other books that have spoken about these different encounters where people, you know, they see their loved ones. And I do want to go back, Kim, to that circle of life. And if you can kind of explain mm. that, because I really think that for a lot of people, I think that that might actually help to ease when like a family member is transitioning into their permanent residence in heaven. Was um well, you are body, soul, and spirit. Uh, right now, you have a spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, your spirit, if it was, your spirit right now looks like you. Your spirit has arms, and it has legs, and it has hair, and it has eyes, it has a nose, and it has ears, it has a mouth. And, and you see in the spirit realm with your spiritual eyes. We hear with our spiritual ears, you, you know, unless he speaks audibly, we don't hear him with our natural ears. You hear him with your spiritual ears. And whenever I saw her, uh, you know, so whenever I, I go to heaven, it's, it's kind of like your spirit. And I did hear Kat say this. It's like your spirit has layers. And I thought that is just a great way to describe it because it's, because if all of your spirit leaves your body, you die, right? So it's like a part of your spirit leaves and can go to heaven and can visit and travel and things like that. Like whenever you're sleeping, you know, your spirit goes to heaven. But, um, so whenever I, I saw her spirit come out of her body at the circle of life, it wasn't like a, a misty form that like Casper the ghost, you know, she had arms and legs and she put her hands on her loved one's faces and she had fingers. Your spirit has fingers and she knew what they were going through. She went to each person in the room and she touched them and she said, are, how are you feeling? How, how are you, you're doing better. You know, and it's like she was speaking into them. You're doing better. You feel better now. And then she would go to the next one. And she said, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You're, you feel good today. And, you know, so her and she has legs and she had feet and she had hair and she had a nose, mouth. Eye. I mean, she looked just like her. And um, and then she crawled back up in her bed and laid down. And instantly when, you know, instantly all of her just rose from her body and was just instantly with Jesus. There was no pain. There was no struggle. There was no fear. There was just, you know, because she was a Christian. And so she just instantly was with Jesus. And uh, it was just, it was incredible. I was at, um, uh, I was at another funeral <laughs> and um, I was sitting there just minding my own business. What, you know, listening to the funeral and all this. And I instantly saw the lady who had passed away. She was, I saw her spirit and she was playing the piano. There was, there wasn't a piano there. There was somebody that was, was speaking and she was standing there, but I saw her sitting and playing the piano and she was playing when the saints come marching <laughs> in, when the saints come. And she was lively and she was just doing this song and I thought well that's kind of bizarre you know I wonder if she ever played the piano in real life because I didn't really know her that well and um, I didn't know her at all actually and then her grandson got up and he he was singing a song and she got up from the piano and she went and stood with her grand so her body I mean her she had legs and arms and 
she put her arm around her grandson while her his her grandson was singing this song that you know he had it was for her one of her favorites or something and uh she had her arm so she had an arm and she had it around her grandson and she was just singing right along with him just full of life and full of joy and he's crying and everybody's crying and she's just as happy as she can be and she's singing right along you know this song and um i thought isn't that something here you know we're all sad they're sad because grandma's gone you know and she is full of life she's full of joy she you know she is totally healthy totally totally full of love and joy and life and and wasn't sad you know or anything and was just enjoying the moment actually <laughs> which was <clears throat> excuse me kind of kind of odd but because it's a funeral it's her funeral <laughs> you know but, but she was so more later. alive. But like very you were saying, alive. she's yeah, more very, alive they, because their alive. entire senses, everything is on like full, like full, full. throttle. Yeah. Full. <laughs> and so I asked her, you know, so her daughter, she, she said, now I want you to tell me if you see anything during the funeral. And I'm like, I don't oh, know. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't muster this up, you know, either I yeah. do, I do you know, so after the funeral, I went to her and I said, well, I don't know, but I think I saw your mom playing the piano. Did she ever play the piano? And she started crying. And she always wanted to play the piano. And I said, well, she's playing it now. That's so <laughs> and I good. I told her about, yeah, and I told her about um, standing with her, with this grandson, singing the song with him. And she ke- keeps going. She says, that was that's her favorite grandson. She loved when he sang. And I was like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) You know, but it was just, you know, and for some reason at funerals, sometimes I see people and they are just so full of life and they're Mm -hmm. so full of joy Mm -hmm. and they're healthy and they're happy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so when people pass on and go, go to heaven, they are extremely happy and full of joy and life and energy and there's no pain and they, you know, there's no pain. They have perfect and they love, they still love. They know she knew that he was her grandson. You know, she, you know, she remembers, they remember things. They, she Mm. knew each person Mm -hmm. in the room, you know, and, and so, you know, so you're not forgotten. No, no. And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And I think I think that, you know, sometimes I, I always go back to the scripture that God will comfort those who mourn. Right. And we always have to understand that that, you know, God, when we think of comfort and we think that, well, God's gonna comfort us during our, our difficulties, during our we think it's gonna be like, it's okay. It's that you know what? Sometimes that doesn't cut it. For some people, yeah. that doesn't right. cut it. They have such an aching in their heart for their, for their loved ones. And they, they, they need to know that they're okay. They need to know that they're, that they're safe. You know, after my, my father-in-law passed, I think it was like a year later, um, I had a dream. And in this dream, I was, I was in, it looked like I was in a, a doctor's, 
I was like in a hospital waiting room, I guess. And he came around the corner and it was like this, like plexiglass. It was like a plexiglass. And I was sitting, I couldn't go back there. And so he walked and I could just see him from the top up and he came over. He never spoke to me, but I knew exactly what he said. It was as if he was talking to me, but his mouth never moved. But he was talking right. to me yeah. and and right. he showed me, he showed me his feet because on earth he had neuropathy and he had a very difficult time walking. And so he showed me his feet and wow. he said, look, look oh. at my feet, you know, wow. and then wow. he started to show me how, and he looked so handsome. And, and I, and I said to him, I said, we miss you. He says, but I'm always with you. And I said, you are? He says, I see everything that you guys do. And so that always kind of left because it was a dream. So it was a dream. Then a couple months later, I had a dream about my mother's grandmother. Excuse me, my mother's mother. Mm. And the same same place we were in. I was in the same place. She came and she showed me now on earth, she had ruptured something in her stomach. So part of her like intestines were like, they kind of broke through one of the walls. So she had this bulge, which I guess happens mm. with older people. And so she was very self-conscious. So she always wore big shirts. But when I right. saw her, she was wearing this tight fitting um, fitted like hot pink shirt with pink, wow. bright pink lipstick and her <laughs> hair was perfect. And she was telling me how happy she was and she showed me her stomach. And again, she didn't speak, but she was able to speak to me and she showed me how flat her stomach was. Now, wow. Kim, this is, this is when I was a Catholic. This is before wow. I didn't read the Bible. So I didn't know anything. Wow. But yeah. this was a dream. And what those two dreams did is they gave me comfort. But right. then I read Kat Kerr's book and she talks about that there is this place in heaven. It's a portal where people can come. They peer over and it's as if they're there in the spirit. So did you see something like that? Or Yeah, I've. Go ahead. I have I have seen uh, I have I have seen that. Uh, she has greater detail than kind of what I what I was shown, but it's like the best way to describe it is like um, it's like a hole in in heaven, and it's it's like a porch rail. For me, it was kind of like a porch rail, and they could look over the porch rail and they could see you, and so they never miss your birthdays. So your relatives in heaven celebrated your birthday. And birthdays in heaven are incredible. They, they celebrate all of your relatives that have, that's gone on before you. They celebrate as if you're still there, as if you're with them. They celebrate. They have a party. They have balloons. They have gifts. They have food. They have cake and they celebrate your birthday. And, um, they that's do so put cool. gifts. They do put gifts in your mansion. So all of your loved ones, they have given you presents and it's in your mansion. So whenever you get there, they didn't miss a one. They don't miss a one. They don't miss a birthday. They don't miss um, any kind of a graduation, any kind of ceremony, any kind of your weddings, birth of your children, anything like that. They don't miss that. They see That's it so and cool. they, and you know, yeah, the celebrations in heaven are just incredible. <laughs> You're making me cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's, it does. That's just, it just makes you cry. Yeah. It does make you cry because yeah. like, you think about like um, 
you know, somebody who loses a parent, you know, close to a wedding and, and they think that they're not going to be able, but they're going to be able to see everything. They're going to be able to, they're right there. They're They're right right there. there. They might not be there physically, but they're there in spirit. And we have to start as believers. We have to understand that the spirit is so much stronger than even our physical bodies, that there is such a, it's almost like when, um, when one of my kids is sick, I know, I know when one of my, before they come and tell me, I know because, because in the spirit, their spirit is already crying out, mommy. So I'm already like heading, you know, but when we start to understand and we start to kind of, um, in, you know, increase that gift as we start to understand that gift and it's a God given thing. You know, that we can, we can start because it even talks about in Revelations. I think that we're going to be speaking without words, that it's all going to be like through our thoughts. So there's something that we're, you know, that I believe that God is, is showing us and, and he takes people like yourself. He takes you so that you can be the witness so that you can come back and you can tell his children it right. is real and it, it is, is real. Fun. And it is and it fun, is fun. <laughs> so you know, fun. and it is fun yeah. and they celebrate your birthday and they celebrate your anniversaries and they look for that and they cheer you on. They cheer you they, on when you accomplish something. They are sitting there and they're cheering for you in everything right. that you do as, as you, Absolutely. you know, graduate from school, they're cheering you on when you accomplish something that was difficult, even losing weight. I think, I think Absolutely. even losing weight, they're like, Yes, come on. <laughs> They're our biggest yeah, cheerleaders. They, cheer. they do. They cheer for you. You know, so many times people they don't have a they don't have someone to cheer for them. You uh-huh. know, they don't have a cheering section. They don't, you know, and but they cheer for you. You know, if you get a job, they they are cheering for you. Yes, you did it. You go for an interview. Yes, you may not got the job, but you made it through the interview. <laughs> you know, or you know, you were you were scared to go into the restaurant and sit and eat by yourself, mm. but you did it. Come on, you conquered. You conquered a fear. You know, anytime you conquer something, they cheer for you. You always have a cheering section, you know, and um, your, your spirit is very much alive. You know, it mm-hmm. is very, it is very alive and it is very, you know, it's sometimes we need to speak to, you know, just like we speak to our bodies and we tell our bodies, stop that, you know, quit, you mm-hmm. know, stop that, you know, behave, straighten up, you know, I resist any kind of sickness or disease. You talk to your body, right? Well, mm-hmm. you've got to talk to your, your soul. Also, your soul gets depressed or discouraged. Like, I can't do this. or I can't do that. You know, like, stop that. Soul, rise, rise up. What does the mm-hmm. word say? Soul, what does God say about you? You know, and you start thinking down about yourself and you think that you can't do this. That's not how God thinks of you. So you got to speak to yourself, speak to your soul and command your soul to line up, come into alignment with what the word says and your spirit. So, you know, that, that's why I love praying in tongues, because mm-hmm. when you pray in tongues, your spirit, right? And it's not just a little kind of mousy, pray, you know, a little mousy praying in tongues. Just little <laughs> you know? No, it's that, it's that serious one. Come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let you pray loud in tongues. Your spirit is just like, yes. 
you know, and it it's just mm-hmm. amplified, you know, and it's talking about hearing, you know, Bastos, didn't Jesus say, you know, he, he knew what they were thinking. He knew what they were saying. Yes. yes. He knew what they were saying. They weren't yes. talking. They were talking amongst themselves and he knew what they were saying, That's right. you know, That's and right. you're, it's the same thing. Your spirit hears, yes. you know, you hear, you hear with your spirit. And so that's why you can sit next to someone and you can hear what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. You hear their hurts, you know, and the Holy Spirit tells your spirit, tell them mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Or tell them the dog's been found or whatever it is, you know. And he, so when he talks to your spirit, when he speaks to your spirit, it's got to get through your soul because your soul may go, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm having issues, you know. Mm-hmm. And if your soul is mad or doesn't want to do that, then your body's not going to respond. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. So he, he speaks. Go ahead. I was just going to say, now, a lot of people have been talking about the courts of heaven. So have you ever gone to the courts of, of, of heaven, in heaven? I... um a couple of times I have, I was like worshiping and I want to throw this in here. I was Baptist when all this was going on, going to a Baptist church when I wrote, when all this was, you know, so I had nothing. I had no teaching. I had nothing. Um, but one time whenever I was worshiping, I um, just kind of like stepped into this big arena that was full of seats and chairs and I looked down and there were some people sitting down below and they said Kim come here come sit with us so I'm like okay well I don't know what this is so I walked down and I sat with them and is it was a court session that it was a, a court that was in session and there was someone that was presenting to to God some stuff that some accusations that had been against them and things like that and it's like Jesus stood up and he was fighting for them and he, he was talking and talking to Father God and he was, you know, saying that this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to, you know, it's by the by my blood. They're free. They're delivered and all this. kind. Of, and I was like, this is a court. This is like the, this is a courtroom. This is, you know, this is a courtroom. And so I've had a little bit of experience. I haven't had um I've seen myself like walk into a courtroom and present my case before God. And I've had Jesus stand there and fight for me and, and declare victory and all this, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the answer in manifestation. So I can say yes, but I haven't seen the manifestation of it. So I don't know. (laughs) Okay. The, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about because you did your book is Jesus is real and Jesus is fun. But I also want to talk about Jesus is not a wimp. (laughs) Jesus is not this very, you know, I'm just, no, he is, he is all man. He is, he is full of authority. He walks and his presence is, is strong. He is not, and, and he, and, and there is something about him that when you're, you're in his presence, that you feel so safe. Absolutely. Yeah. His, um, his love, whenever, whenever you step into heaven and he, and you're just in his presence, you're in his love. Mm -hmm. It's his love is so much greater than anything that you could ever be that you're going through on the earth. 
you know, and it's it's not like you said, he's he's not wimpy holding a baby lamb going, oh, kumbaya, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's have crackers and tea. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. He is he just radiates authority at the same time he radiates love <laughs> and um, just being in his presence and being in that in that love that cert- that just that presence of love you know that whatever you're going through on earth, he's got it. Mm, so good. That there's nothing, there's nothing you're going through that is stronger than his love for you. He is going to make sure that you come out of it. Mm. He's going to make sure that you win because he is, you are his, his bride. You are his love of his life, you know, and he sees you the way he sees you is, he sees you as pure and spotless and beautiful and and blameless and you know no condemnation and the way we think of ourselves the way our soul thinks you know and mm-hmm. so that's why you got to talk to your soul you got to tell your soul how Jesus sees you mm-hmm. and so his his love is so amazing that whenever you come back it's just like no matter what you're going through it doesn't matter you know it, it's it doesn't matter what you're going through because you just know that that he's fighting for you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, he's just not, he's just not a little wimpy computer guy sitting back there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I, and the reason I brought on computers, <laughs> no, no. And, and it's, I just, I just wanted to, because I think that sometimes we, we, we've brought Jesus down into a place where we've made him like less than who he is. And I think that, and that what he's trying, what I've been feeling that what I've been feeling the heart is to really show who he is, because I think that men are so there, that there's like been a shift that men are, they don't know how to be manly because Jesus is like, Mm. so, but Jesus, you know, he fished, you know, fishing back then was really hard work. I mean, he walked, I mean, he did a lot of stuff. He wasn't this like, you know frail individual yeah (laughs) you know the way that some of the pictures you know depict him that is really not who he is yeah but you know there so I kind of felt like like we need to talk about him the other thing I want to talk about Kim is that and you said it in the very beginning of the show is when 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 you were talking about um it's so elaborate and then he laughed and he threw his head back and when he when every time that I've actually had an encounter with Jesus he throws his head back and he l- <laughs> belly laughs, but belly I can laughs. see his, and I can see his hair like moving right. and I can see the fleckle flecks of gold just shimmering through right. his hair. So, I mean, it, it, it's something, there's something about that because I've never, ever really seen him like upset I've always seen him so jovial and laughing and laughing, but there is a serious side to the right. father. There is a serious side to the son and a serious side to the Holy spirit. And I feel that one of the things that we we have to understand is that when it comes to his children, when it comes to his bride, he takes that very seriously. Very seriously. He takes that very seriously. There yeah. are a lot of things that he can joke about, but not when it comes to to his children or to his bride. Right. He's, he's yeah. dead on. 
Go ahead. And it's just, you know, it's just like your husband. Your husband loves you mm-hmm. and he would fight mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. You know, think how much more Jesus loves us. He will fight for us. One of the, um, uh, one of the, one of the, usually when he takes me to heaven, it's fun things. But mm-hmm. every now and then he, he shows me the, the fighting side of him. One of the things that we did um, is the army. There is an mm. army in heaven and we were riding horses and it was, it was an army of horses, an army riding horses. And we were riding and I knew that we were riding into battle and he was in front of us and he was dressed and he was strong and he was the leader of this huge army of horses, horses, riders. And it was a huge army, army and we were going to fight. We were going to battle and uh, it was it was crazy because as as he was declaring, as we were riding forward, we started riding into like this this dark dark cloud darkness. It was we were riding into darkness. He was at the very front, and we were all kind of riding behind him. And as he was going forward, he wasn't just like, "Oh, come on, oh, go, y'all can go ahead." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he was the leader. He was, as you said, very powerful, very strong. And as he was going forward, this light went ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And everywhere that he went, this light was literally pushing back the dark. I mean, the darkness had no choice except to leave because mm-hmm. his power and his light was going in front of him. Come on. And we were behind him. So we were riding in his light. And so he was he was he was defeating the darkness and we were riding behind him. And it was just, it was incredible. And I said, what to, and this kind of, kind of crazy, but he says, we're riding into brain cancer and he was destroying brain cancer. And I don't know how that works because I was, we were full, full bodied horses, people, horses riding, but he was, he does not like brain cancer. He was fighting against brain cancer. So Anyone that has any kind of brain cancer, he's fighting. There is no, there is no cancer that is greater than him. There is no cancer that's greater than his power and that's greater than his presence. So speak life, speak, speak light and speak life into any cancer, anything like that, because it it had no choice. It had no choice except to, except to back up and to leave. It was incredible. It was incredible. Wow. Jesus also, we also, on the, another happier note, <laughs> um, one of the things that Jesus and I got to do was ride motorcycles in heaven. I had my own motorcycle and he had his own motorcycle. His was black because he's not a wimp and not that, you know, <laughs> but he had a black motorcycle and I had a red one. And we were riding these motorcycles in heaven. And it's just not like mopeds. I mean, we were riding fast and we were cutting corners and we were leaning, you know, to the point of our knees touching the pavement. And it was like we were riding above the pavement, but then there was like still pavement below us. And we were riding as fast as, I mean, fast. And we were cutting corners and then all of a sudden Jesus wrecks and hits this tree 
And as he's right in front of me and his motorcycle hits this tree and just shatters. And I'm like, oh, I killed Jesus riding on a motorcycle. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did. I didn't know what to, I'm in heaven and Jesus dies in heaven. I don't know what do you do about this. And, he, and I was just I'm sorry, that's so this. funny. I know. And I was just stunned. And he's laying there, his his motorcycle is just shattered, and he's laying there on the ground and he's laughing hysterically. <laughs> and he stands up hysterically laughing, bending over, laughing, totally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden his motorcycle goes and it's come on perfectly put back together again. He gets back on his motorcycle and we take off, and I'm like Good, I didn't right. kill Jesus. Was, I, didn't I didn't kill I didn't Jesus. I didn't kill you. Know, Yay! Oh, that's wild. That was wild. That's a good day. So, yeah, it's a good day. I'm gonna get to come back. <laughs> you know. That's and so, so you get to, you get to do these crazy things in heaven. And if you wreck, you don't you don't get hurt. You know, mm. you crash a motorcycle, it comes back. You know, so you don't get hurt, and you can that's snow so ski in heaven. Come there on. is snow in heaven, and, and which just floors me because you don't get cold. Thank you, Jesus. I don't like being cold. Anybody who knows me knows that she, that she doesn't like being cold. And so the snow in heaven is so soft, and it's so beautiful, and it is so white. And you can snow ski, and you don't have to know how. And you can jump these cliffs to use poles but you can have poles i've had poles and i haven't had poles you know ski poles Mm -hmm. and you can jump these cliffs and if you fall you don't get you don't die in heaven (laughs) you know yay you just roll (laughs) yay (laughs) so you just roll get up and you take off again Mm -hmm. you know and it's just it's incredible heaven is so your loved ones are having so much fun in heaven i love that and i love the fact that it's not cold come on i love the snow I love yeah. the snow. And and yeah. it's interesting because they're I think that if people start to pay attention to their dreams, I'm going to go back to dreams. Start Absolutely. paying attention to your dreams. Pay because attention. I think that people are actually going to heaven in their dreams, but yes. they don't realize it. They right. just don't realize it because there was one time I was in I was in this boat and then all of a sudden there was this big whale it was a big white whale and i was swimming with the whale so again we're we're talking i don't know what color the whale was but the water was so beautiful and i could breathe under the water i could I was just gonna say breathe. that <laughs> yeah i could breathe under the water but this was a dream and i woke up i'm like i was swimming with this whale it was this big be- and it smiled at me <laughs> <laughs> it was this big white whale that had this big smile. And I'm like, I think maybe God's telling me I'm going to be like Jonah. I mean, like, you know, this is what we do. But I think what we're starting, what I now know is that there have been many, many times that I, I've had dreams, which I thought were dreams, but they were actually, I was having experiences in heaven. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah because like I said earlier, your body's asleep. But your yes. spirit is still awake. Yes. So your spirit can go to heaven and play with Jesus and do things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people say during their, when they were sleeping, they, they went and they, they went to another country or they, they pr- 
prayed or they went to, you know, like on a, um, they ministered to someone healing while they, you know, while they were sleeping and they came back and, you know, so because your spirit is very much awake, it's alive. Yes. And so I, I totally believe that, that you are in yeah. heaven swimming with a whale. Yeah. And that was one of the things I was kind of going through my book because I, I, I have to write things down because I forget, <laughs> you know, but and, <laughs> well, there's a lot to remember. You know? Well, and I don't want to forget any details. So that's why mm-hmm. I, you know, I write them down and I'm actually, I'm actually working on my third book, uh, which is the how to, <laughs> how to a, go to it's heaven, be a manual on how to go, how to encounter Jesus oh, come on. in heaven. Oh, so heck yeah. that's, that's what I, yeah. So that's what is oh, we're going to have to, out we're going to have to talk at some point. We're going to have to talk because yeah, yeah we're going to have to talk him. We're going to, we're going to have to, because talk. I keep getting, you know, people keep asking me, well, how, how do you, you know, what do you listen to? What do you do? How did you, how do you get, what do you mean you were worshiping and you know, what is that? And what is your spirit and what is, you know, and all this. And so I, I keep answering the same questions, you know, and I keep mm-hmm. getting emails and I, I'm not good with complete sentences <laughs> so i don't like typing out You're these fine. answers mm-hmm. <laughs> so um so so I've, i feel like i'm supposed to write another book on a how-to so but well, anyway back really to swimming. Yeah. yeah so that you know you guys will hear about that whenever i finally finish that uh, so swimming you can swim and whenever you swim in heaven you water it's really scary at first because and you're, you you're deep and you can go deep because your spirit still has your spirit, your spirit and your soul are together. And you're, so you can mm-hmm. still think in heaven, you mm-hmm. know, cause it's spirit mm-hmm. and soul. And so the first time I was in the water, I was, you know, Jesus was saying breathe. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's laughing because he, he knows that I can breathe, you know? And I was like, okay. So I took a deep breath and I was like, this is crazy because I used to scuba dive and I was always afraid to breathe under the water, you know, with the mm-hmm. scuba mask on because it just kind of feels weird. But you just breathe, you just talk and you can breathe under the water and you can swim and you don't drown and you don't even have to know how to swim. Mm-hmm. So that's good for all the people who don't know how to swim. You don't have to mm-hmm. know how to swim because there's so much life in the water that you float. Mm, that's you so can good. just float because there's so much life. There's so much life everywhere. Mm. You know, there's just so much life everywhere. There's no death. There's the, and you can go deep, but there's, you know, the colors in heaven, you don't realize how green green is mm. until you've been there. And the colors in heaven, they, there's no death in them whatsoever. One of the first times I went, it was during the spring. And when I came back, because Jesus gives me a hug and my spirit comes back through the earth, back into my body. And I'm just like, that was crazy. <laughs> you know, but, and then I was like, where have I, you know, and I went outside and it was springtime. And I realized, I didn't realize how much death is even in, even during the spring. And everything on the earth is beautiful and green and beautiful and fresh because there's death on the earth Mm -hmm. until you've been in heaven where there is no death Mm -hmm. of any kind. Mm -hmm. So everything, that's why you hear people say that the colors in heaven are just vibrant because there's no death. They're just full of life. Everything is full of life, you know. 
That's so good. So I wanted yeah. to also, um, I wanted to also ask you that, um, have you been to the throne room? Because that's one of the places that a lot of people have talked about is going to the throne room. And so, and I've heard, I've seen, and I've, I've heard some different descriptions and it's, it's very funny because when I, when I've had some encounters, when, when I've been in worship and I've gone to the throne room, the only thing I ever see is father sitting on the throne and the big white robe. I don't see the steps. <laughs> I don't see my eyes are just focused on him. I don't care about right. anything else, but that's, right. that's the only thing I see. So have you been to the throne room? Many times. Mm-hmm. And um, one you know, one thing that you might do whenever the next time Jesus takes you, because um, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Uh-huh. So the next time Jesus takes you into the throne room and you see mm-hmm. the Father sitting on the throne, ask mm-hmm. him, can I come closer? Ask him, oh. can I come closer? And then, okay. yeah, and then come closer. And if if he, and if you feel like the or if you feel like that he is saying, if he's not responding to that question, ask him, is there someone I need to forgive? Because for some reason, Ooh. there's there's something in you that, that that's in your soul, that's in your heart, that's okay. a wound that's keeping you from going closer to the Father. And it could be... Well, I've kissed his hand, uh, so I don't... I, I good, don't know. It's just good, that I don't good, see. Good. Oh, no, I've sat okay. on his lap. I, I've been, no, oh, good, his arm's good. been wrapped around me. Yeah, no, good, what I'm good. saying is that my eyes are yeah. so fixed and focused just on the father right. that I don't see anything else. Like, I'm not looking at, I'm not looking around the room going, oh, what's in here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm looking at him. So I wanted yeah. to see, good, like, good. what are some of the things? But I think that that's a very practical thing that you yeah. are starting to talk about. So don't, don't, keep going to where you were that if you, if you can't get close to him, because what I did see, there was this one encounter where I was next to the father and I saw that there were people that were worshiping, but there was this big piece of plexiglass between the people who were Mm. worshiping and Mm -hmm. next. And I was standing right next to the father and I saw this, this plexiglass that, and I could hear the sound, but it was very muffled. So I was trying to, I was trying to kind of figure out and uh, somebody was saying to me that, that God was going to use me to help to pull down that wall that was separating the people from worshiping to getting closer and more intimate to, um, to the father. And that's just what that wall is. So that plexiglass Mm -hmm. is people feel like that they can't come closer to the father because they're not worthy because of their sins, maybe because sure. of their their hurts and wounds from their earthly father. And so you can help them to forgive their earthly father of things that happened. And as they forgive their earthly father or father figures in their life, mm-hmm. that opens up That's their a good heart word. To, to go closer to the father. And the same with Jesus is... You know, people will, they'll start, they'll start worshiping and they feel his presence come in and they may see Jesus way off in the distance. Mm -hmm. And so, and sometimes they can't get closer to him. And Mm -hmm. so as I, I ask them, ask Jesus, who's way over there, (laughs) ask Mm -hmm. Jesus, is there someone I need to forgive? And as they forgive people that have hurt them that have brought fear into their life, that have brought abuse into their life, that have 
that's hurt them, wounded them in some way, as they forgive, their heart gets healed and they, and Jesus starts coming closer. They're able to like run to him mm-hmm. and they're just, it's incredible because they, and they're like, he's hugging me. <laughs> you know, he's kissing me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. Things like that. So that's kind of, and that's also in the how to book. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> because I've, yeah, because it's just incredible to see uh, and to hear people who, who can't, hear him or can't seem or things like that as they get healed that everything just comes alive that just the whole the whole relationship with jesus just comes alive and the relationship with daddy god and the holy spirit and things like that so in the throne room uh the first time jesus jesus and i were talking and walking and he said i want to take you to someone. And I said, okay. And so we walk into this throne room and I see daddy God. I just, I call him daddy God. Yeah. <laughs> so daddy's girl. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saw daddy God sitting on a throne way over there, you know, and as we come in, we come up closer and I come right up to, to daddy God and I point to Jesus and I said, it's his fault. He's the one who brought me here. <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And he laughed and Jesus laughed. And, and then I realized it's okay. You know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. He, Jesus brings you to the father. The Holy Spirit brings you to Jesus. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Jesus brings you to the father. Yeah. You know, so I was like, he, it's his fault. He, he did this. And, but, um, some of the things I have seen in the throne room is, um, out of the throne room and people dancing with kids and twirling. And I see a lot of the banners and streamers of things that I was raised to like go, oh, what are you doing over there? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> come uh-huh. find out God loves that. The banners and the streamers yeah. and the dancing, God loves that. And that was shocking mm-hmm. to me. I was so surprised that God would allow that because well, there's, we don't. There's, <laughs> you there's, know? there's freedom. I, am, I actually wrote a blog about it. Well, a short, a short little thing about it because um, I was at, I was worshiping and it was right after I had that, that vision with the plexiglass and stuff. So I saw this flag and I was drawn to this flag and I started to worship. And as I started to worship with the flag, there was a freedom and there was a level of my worship that just was released in that moment. I didn't like everybody else disappeared. There was like nobody else in the room. It was just me and it was the father and I was dancing for him. And I felt like a little girl twirling in front of her daddy. And I was just dance was for him. And he started to, he really started to show me about like in the old Testament, they would have the women who would go out and dance before the Ark of the Covenant, before they would go into battles, because there is something that breaks the atmosphere in, in that, in that pure worship in that, because it's in movement, everything that we do, there is, um, we're breaking through, excuse me, we're breaking through different like barriers and we don't even realize what we do in worship. Right. There's a lot of things that happen. I would love to be able to see what happens when people worship. I would really love that. I've been asking the Lord to open my eyes to see like what actually is, is happening during worship. Yeah. At our worship here at the church, there's just, um, whenever we, 
whenever we know how many other people see it, but he has started opening or I've began trusting my spiritual eyes. So you've mm-hmm. got to trust what you see. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you trust, mm-hmm. you see the little flickers, you see the things, you get to start trusting that. And as I started trusting those a few years ago, I've, just, I've been able to see a whole lot better. But like during our worship here at the church, there's, there's colors and there's, there, you know, when we have certain singers that sing and there's like ribbons of color that float through the air. Beautiful. And there's angels that dance up, you know, up front. And there's just so much, so much that goes on, so much worship that goes on in the spirit realm. They love it. They love worship. Angels love worship. Yes, they and do. they love colors. And when you worship, the words that come out of your mouth is colors. And it's, mm. it's like, it's like rows of colors and ribbons. And it's just, it's incredible. And one of the things that um, I got to do in heaven is uh, ride with one of the angels that that go around, that fly around God's throne. You know, because mm-hmm. I would read in the Bible, they sing, holy, 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 mm-hmm. holy, 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 mm-hmm. holy, holy. I thought, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, how many times, what is that about? That doesn't sound like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, what is that? And, but he, then he took me. And I got to fly with one of the angels around Daddy God while he was sitting on the throne. Come on. And as they, as you see God the way he is in heaven, just is absolutely so incredible. All you can say is holy. You would probably say holy cow. Yeah. You know, it's just like Mm -hmm. holy and then you see something else, and holy, mm. and that's really all you can say because it's incredible. Mm, that's so you good. Know? And so I understand now when I read that, and they're they're flying around the throne, and they're saying, "Holy, it's just amazing." You know, he is absolutely incredible, and. So that was one of the things. And then just the pe- the people dancing and you don't, it's so fun because in heaven, in the throne room and in heaven, you don't just dance like on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus and I would be dancing in the throne room, dancing together and twirling and dancing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like on the floor. And then you're just, just so wrapped in each other. You can dance and you. You, and you start lifting off mm-hmm. and you just start dancing and you're not on the floor or just dancing because you're just so wrapped in his love and just so wrapped into each other that you don't even know if you're on the floor. You know, you're just wow. so incredible. You, and you've just, everyone can experience that. Wow. Everyone can experience that. You've just got to trust what you see and, um, just trust Jesus, trust his love for you. Trust It's all about trust. It's about intimacy, you know, and, and how much he thinks of you, how much he loves being with you. You know, when all this was going on, when I was doing all this, like I said, I was, you know, in the denominational church and I still had a lot of issues. I had a lot of hurts and a lot of wounds and I had a lot of stuff going on. So it's not like I was all cleaned up. You know, he Mm -hmm. loves you. He sees you differently than the way you see yourself. So you can't, you can't 
get caught up on, you know, how, how you think you are. You've got to line up with how he thinks of me. What does the scripture say? You are pure. You are spotless. You are his bride. You are, he wants you to be with him. It says that he is in you and you are in him and he is in the father. So we mm-hmm. are one already. And so it just takes, yes. it takes practice, <laughs> you know, it takes practice yes. and, and you've got to come away. You've got to make the time to be with him. And that's where, absolutely. that's where people get hung up because we've got, you know, we've got so much going on. We've just, you know, we've got so much going on and it's just like you're, you're, you know, you're, it's a date to date with Jesus. You've got absolutely. to make a date with Jesus. You got to make absolutely. the time to, yep. to come away and be with him. Well, the Lord started to kind of show me, he said, you know, when you first met your husband, he said, you didn't know everything about him. He said, you had to spend time with him. Uh, And he said, and so as you started to spend time with him, he started to tell you stories of his childhood. Then he started to tell you things about his family. Then the more intimate you became, he started to tell you about his fears. He started to tell you about his hurts. As the closer that you get to someone, the more they start to give to you and the more they start to reveal their stuff to you. And as they trust you, they start to even show you more. And so as we start to spend time with the father, that's why he always says, you know, I, I trust you. And God says that he trusts you. It's because you've obtained a level of intimacy with him Mm -hmm. that you've shared your heart and he shared his heart with you. When you share your heart with someone like that, you love them so much that you'll, you won't do anything that would hurt them. And he doesn't hurt us because he doesn't have flaws. We have the flaws. But if he says that I, trust you. That means he's taking you into the places to give you more revelation, to show you more things, because that is what, that's what relationship does. If God gave us everything right away, we wouldn't, we would just be doing it for the stuff, not for him. And and let me just say that I'm just going to say, I'll speak for myself. He is worth the time and the commitment of building a relationship God has changed my life in so many ways. He has been so good to me. He's been so good to me and so faithful to me. And I trust him with everything that I have. There is nothing that I don't trust him with. I trust him with everything. And he has been so, so faithful. And I've had some experiences. And as I cry out for more experiences, like your experiences, Kim, as I ask for the more you know, it starts off, but it, it comes also to a place of what we're comfortable with. God doesn't force us to experience things. Right, he knows right. our desires. But I just want to say this because I do want to talk before we, we kind of end up. I do want to talk about the children in heaven because I think mm. that's really important mm. because we started in heaven. And the Lord started to show me, he, he actually told me one time I was going through something difficult and he said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, you've agreed to everything that is happening. And I went, what? He says, everything that has happened and, and is going to happen. He says, you have agreed to it before you decided to come Mm -hmm. because it's written in his book. It says Mm -hmm. that I've written down all of your days. 
right? All of our days are written down in his book. And the Lord started to talk to me. And he said, Lisa, he said, it's not, he has great plans for us. But then why do we say we have bad, bad things happen? Well, he says that there are choices. And he says that when we open, when we take a choice, that's not what he would like us to do. And it's off of his what he wants, we start now walking down a different path. But God is so faithful, he will give us opportunities to come back onto his path. And this was just something that he shared with me recently. So have you seen any of the books in heaven? I have. I've seen um, uh, (laughs) his his library is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, he, he did show me uh, I had a, an experience when I was standing out, I was standing like at this, at this porch rail and I was looking over and the heaven, or I was looking over into the earth and I could hear people crying and I could hear her crying and being depressed and and being sick and and that why are they so sad you know you why are they like that and he he said i see what's pulling on your heart and he said you have to go and teach them and i said i'll, I'll go i'll go and i'll teach them that jesus is good that jesus jesus has their healing jesus ha- there's they don't have to be sad they don't have to be sick they don't have to be like and it's what pulls on your heart he said but I want you to know there's gonna be some that's not gonna listen to you and I said that's okay because there are gonna be some that will and he said there's gonna be some that's gonna reject you and I said that's okay because I know that there's some that's gonna accept it and he said okay he said I'm sending you for the hurting I'm sending you for the brokenhearted and and Mm -hmm. and it was like that's why I'm here you know, and it was like he showed me why why I was put on the earth. It was for the hurting. It was for the brokenhearted. It was for the healing of the hearts. As the hearts get healed, the bodies get healed. You know, mm-hmm. and yes, yeah, some do definitely reject you. And sometimes it's family, <laughs> you know. But his love is so much that. greater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fun? <laughs> and uh, so you can conquer that. You can conquer about anything. But... um I forgot where I was going. <laughs> yeah, you, came for the, you came for the broken. Oh, for the broken and for the children. <clears throat> there, there are children in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want me to talk about? Yeah, please. Because I think that's also a topic children that a lot of people have a hard time. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that um, he showed me was we were walking out of, <clears throat> I'll put it in the short version. Um, because it's also in the book. You got to get the book. <laughs> so um, Jesus and I were walking out of the body parts room and we were walking up this, this hill and it was, a, it was a dirt hill, which I was surprised that it was dirt because, you know, in Arkansas, we, I walked a lot barefoot in the, in the dirt. And so this was amazing dirt in heaven. It was like walking in baby powder. And so we were walking up this hill and we walked up to this archway door and Jesus said, <clears throat> he said, are you ready? And I said, sure, I t- sure. And he said, are you ready? And I thought, I just saw 
eyeballs looking at me. I saw spines hanging. I saw legs hanging. Yes, I'm ready. Whatever it is, I'm ready. And he said, all right. And so he opened this door. And inside this door, we didn't walk all the way in, but we kind of stood at the doorway. And, you know, whenever you stand at a doorway, you can't see all the way in. You can just kind of see a little bit here and a little bit there. And I could see kids uh, they ranged around four years old up to like nine, 10, 11, 12, something like that. They got older and it was boys and girls and they were playing and they had this huge, gigantic beach ball and they were jumping and they were hitting this huge beach ball back and forth and behind them was a nun. And I thought, a nun, yeah, that's what, you know, nuns take care of children. That's what they do, you know, so of course there'd be a nun here. And I saw him laughing and playing and jumping and, and hitting this big, huge beach ball. And I thought, this must be like, I don't know, recess in heaven. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But everybody was so happy and they were jumping and, and hitting this ball and playing and laughing. And I asked Jesus, I said, you know, what is this? And he said, these are the children that's been aborted. And I said, Wow. And I was looking at him and I thought, man, they must really hate their parents. They must really hate their mothers. They must really hate those doctors and those nurses and people. They must really. And Jesus turned and he looked at me and he said, they don't hate anyone. They love They love is what they do. They love their mothers. They love their fathers. They love the doctors. They love the nurses. They love everyone involved. They love is what they do. He said they know who was behind how they got here. And they don't hate anyone. They love. That's what they do. And then... He walked away and he started crying. He went and sat on a tree stump and he was just just crying, belly crying. And all of a sudden this big angel was standing beside me. And I turned to the angel and I said, why is Jesus crying like that? And this big, huge angel turned and he said, another one just got here. Mm. And... um I asked Jesus later, I said, why were you sitting on a tree stump? Why weren't you like sitting on a throne, a golden throne or something? Why were you sitting on a tree stump? And he said, what does a tree stump represent? He said, it's something that began to grow and was cut off. I was like, wow. So the children that are in heaven that were aborted, they're very much alive. And they love you. They love everyone involved. They love every doctor. They love every nurse. There is no hatred. And they're being raised with Jesus. You know, so forgive yourself. Mm. Forgive the man. Forgive the woman. You know, I've, I've talked to men that uh, their girlfriends or their wives have had abortions and they couldn't stop them. They didn't, you know, and so, you know, they've got to forgive too. forgive the the doctors and the nurses because the the kids, they're very much alive 
And it was the devil that was behind it. It was the lust, the spirit of lust, spirit of perversion that was behind it. And the spirit of death. Spirit of death. Yes, you've got to forgive, you know, so you got to forgive yourself. Yep. Absolutely. And and honestly, Kim, that's one of my most favorite stories in the book. It's one of my most favorite, favorite stories because it's, it shows, it shows how big, how big our father understands our brokenness. Yeah. He understands it. He understands it and he weeps for it. He weeps not only for, for the children who've been aborted. He also weeps for the children who refuse to know him. He weeps for the ones who walk away from him. He weeps for the ones who, who believe the lies about him. Yeah. He weeps for the ones who deny him and the ones who reject him. Yeah. He weeps for them because they love children yeah. and he loves them. And a, a father's them. love, a father's love doesn't hate a father's no. love yeah. loves, loves. And it's, and it, and it just is broken because when you lose a child, it is probably one of the most painful things that a person can go through. I really do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the father, he, the father loves. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, and he, uh, he, he doesn't stir it up. That's what, you know, and until you have spent time in his presence, you don't understand what that means that the father is love. Yes. He doesn't love. He is love. And yes. because I had heard that so many times, I'm like, I don't really get that until you spend time with him. Then you realize he is love. He can't love you more. He loves those transvestites. Yes, he, he does. Loves them. Loves and them. the Satanists. He and loves the witches. Them. Yeah. Witches. So you can go up. You yeah. can go up to the, the, the people that your soul may be having an issue with. Yeah. <laughs> your soul may be going, I don't like you. Yep. Yep. But you know, you've got to tune in to his love because he loves them. He does. He and, loves them. And you've got to minister. You prophesy out of love for them. Absolutely. You know, when, if you walk up to someone and your soul is having an issue, ask Jesus, you know, talk to Jesus. Jesus, you love them. Mm-hmm. You love them. You love mm-hmm. them. And tune mm-hmm. in to his love for them before you start prophesying to them. You know, and prophesy to them out of love because he loves them. And it's only that love that brings them back. Yes, it does. You know, it's that love that brought us, right? Yeah. You know, we were out there and then you found out that, you know, he loves me even though I've had an abortion, even though I've been sleeping, you know, even though I've been this or that or some drug addict or whatever, you know, he loves. Yes, he does. He loves you. And that's, you know, so you've got to, you prophesy out of love. You you speak to other people out of love. Yeah. Yes. Because he loves. And because he is love. Because he is love. Because he yeah. is love. I love. I, he can't I love, love you anymore because you've read your Bible or you went to church. That's right. You know, he can't love you more because he is fully in love, fully love. love with you. That's it. Fully loved. That's yeah. it. And that's And that is exactly how it is. He loves so much and loves so well. And if yeah. we give him the chance, he can love the hell right out of us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, once you've experienced his love, nothing else. You know, those drugs, yep. it's like, it's, it's just nope. not even, not even nope. close. 
Yeah. Nope. That lifestyle's no. not even close. Nope. Nothing. And nothing. And, and he's cheering for you. This person who love this this person who loves you is cheering for you. Come on. Always. Always Come cheering on. for you. Come on. You didn't run that stop sign this time. Yes. That's right. <laughs> no. That's right. It's the little you. things. That's right. Yeah. You said thank you. <laughs> you said I'm sorry. You said I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to be thankful for sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to cheer when a person when a person forgives. I believe that all of heaven starts yeah, cheering. Absolutely, this is so good. You yeah. know. So this is this is just Kim. I love you. I love what you do. I love how you are so real. I love your heart and just your compassion for people and just just everything about you. You are just so, oh. you're so awesome. And I, I truly, I was so honored that you came last year to daddy's girl. It really, I loved it. It was, it was so fun. I met so many sweet people. I met Margie and Jenny and, yeah. and, and Dumbo and <laughs> <laughs> it was so much. She's gotta fun. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Just so many sweet people. It was just so sweet. We had such Karen. a wonderful time. Yes, yeah. Mama Karen. It was so much Mama fun. Mama Karen. Yeah. Mama Karen. So people. Yeah. So, you know, and, but it was, it was so wonderful for you to, to share a little bit about, about your, um, about your experiences, because I think there are so many people who really start to wonder and they, they start to question about, you know, because sometimes we can go through these hard things and we can go through hard times. And I also know that you're part of a, a Sozo ministry and Sozo is right. something that, that deals with healing and the inner healing and it helps, it takes, you know, the Holy spirit helps you to understand like what people are going through. So, um, and I just wanted to, to kind of, um, to end this with a prayer. If you wouldn't mind praying for people, praying for however the Lord leads, but I just felt like you're supposed to, we're supposed to end this in a prayer. Does that sound okay? Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. And they can also go to my website. Yes, well, we're going to talk in the about books. That. I okay. it, right? And okay. we'll, we'll all come back and we'll, we'll give all the information. We'll get off. We're not okay. going to end. But I, I just really okay. feel the Holy Spirit's just asking, like, just to, to pray for some brokenness, praying for, right. for some people, especially people who, as they've heard the stories about the, the babies that have been aborted, that they're in heaven, right. or if they've just, if they've been walking around with sorrow or, or just with, um, or they've been just walking around with, uh, um, they've been wearing a, a sackcloth of mourning because they lost yeah. somebody or they felt right. like God has abandoned them. So those, mm. that's kind of where I'm, I'm kind of feeling. Okay. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay. Father, I just, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Daddy God, that you love each and every person that's listening to this broadcast or that's going to listen to the to the replay. And I pray, Father, for their healing. I pray, Lord, that... Uh, for healing of their hearts, for manifestation of your love, that you reveal to them how much you love them and draw them closer to Jesus. I thank you, Father, for healing their hearts. And I, I break off any kind of suicide. I break off depression. I break off uh, jealousy and discouragement now in the name of Jesus. And I release life to your soul and to your spirit. I speak life to your body, to everyone that has any kind of uh, issues with your back. I speak to your spines and your back, and I command them to come into alignment. If you have any kind of brain disorders, I speak to your brain. I command 
the brain to be normal. I speak life to every cell of the brain in the name of Jesus. And I speak life to the blood. I speak life to your eyes. Anyone who has eye issues, I just command brand new eyes and brand new spines and legs. I thank you, Father, for healing their body, healing their hearts. If they're afraid of you, I ask Jesus that, um, that they trust you, that they come to you and they trust you, that they're no longer afraid of you. And they forgive those that have hurt them. I ask, Father, for just a heart of repentance that they forgive. They forgive themselves. They forgive people that have hurt them. They may, some even may even need to forgive you for feeling like that you deserted them or that you let them down. I thank you, Father, for your love and for your joy. I just release the joy of heaven. I release the peace of heaven. I release the laughter and the life of heaven into every person that is listening to this now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, that was good. Oh, I felt that in my belly. That was good. Okay. So if people want to get in touch with you, Kim, they can actually go to heavenisrealandfun.com, correct? Uh, Heavenisfun.com. Heavenisfun.com. Sorry. And so you can... So you can get your book, Heaven is Real mm-hmm. and Fun. I got mine. There's also an audio book for you people who, who like to uh, to listen as opposed to read. And then, of course, we have Jesus is Real and Fun. I can go right in between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and this is um, a great book for children. It has recipes in it. It it has um, it has all the different places that Kim talks about. And the kids can kind of see like where grandma and grandpa might be heading that they can go and they can see. And it, it might be a great tool for healing or to help a child to understand about, well, grandma and grandpa, you know, grandma's gone to heaven or grandpa's gone to heaven. It's going to help them right. to kind of find that there is a place because guess what? It's now in a book and that kind of helps a child to, to say, Oh, okay, well, this is where, where this is where they are. And so, Oh, they're going to go slide on the rainbow with Jesus. Okay. We're good. (laughs) So, but I just, and I'm, I'm, I actually want to just pray over you for your next book that this next book, actually there's not just the next book, but there's going to be another book after that book. So this next book that's going to help people to, um, (laughs) sorry, that there's going to be, um, that I'm actually working on that one, but I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, so we're going to, we're just going to release um, just creativity into your fingertips and we're just going to give you that stamina and that encouragement. And we're just going to speak life in, in, into these books that these books are not just going to be books that are going to sit dead on a shelf, but these books are going to speak life that they're going to bring people into uh, greater encounters with Jesus and with the father and with the Holy spirit that there's going to be healing in each of the pages as they start to transform themselves in, into a willing vessel to go where Jesus wants to bring them, that that their soul and their spirit and are going to come into unity, that they'll just go, that there won't be anything that's going to hinder them and keep them like dead weight here on earth, that they'll be able just to go, that they'll be able to see, that's going to open up people's eyes. There's going to be, um, I also feel like you're going to do a book about some kind of supernatural stuff. So, um, 
it's uh it's, is that what you're working on too because <laughs> i'm seeing like a, it's like a supernatural book about like seeing it about hearing it about tasting it about smelling and it's about all the that's what five five senses that's Mm-hmm. That's what the workbook is. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, good. Okay, yay. All right. So, so we just bless that workbook. We just bless the next book that you're going to be doing, we, and the and the book after that. Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for opportunities for Kim to go out, for her to be speaking and to um, be encouraging people. We just bless her. We bless her family. We bless her ministry. Lord, we just speak more. We just speak more favor, and we just speak thank more you, opportunities. Lord, more opportunities for Kimberly. And we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for the things that you've done. And we thank you, Father God, that you just want to encourage us that your place that you've sent us, that you prepared for us is real and it is fun. So in Jesus name, we just, I just declare that over you, Kim, that you're going to start walking into, um, into a greater. I also, I know you do a podcast, but I see that it's going, I see radio for some reason. I kind of feel like there's radio that's going to be coming. So I don't know if you're going to be actually helping to, um, you know how there were the, um, the people who were doing, like they would say, Oh, I see your loved one, you know, you know, like some of those, (laughs) those people. I see you doing, I see you doing like a radio show where people can call in and, and you're able to, to kind of help comfort them through the grieving process. And it's about, it's about encountering heaven. So that's, I don't know if that's something that God's been kind of talking to you about, but I feel like there's, there's a great, great comfort in, in the things that, um, that you speak about, especially for the people who have lost someone or they've, right. they've gone through different things. Um, miscarriages, you know, those babies are also in heaven. So, you know, it's like it, right. any, anything that came is in heaven. Right. <laughs> if it was right. innocent, you know, but, you know, we also have choices that we need to make. And so I just encourage you that if you know somebody who doesn't believe, sit and watch this with them or get the book and let them see the book. Start talking to them, not from a place of religion, but from a place of love. Start speaking to them and telling them that nobody has gone too far to outrun his love because his run, his love will come and run them over. That's how much he will pursue us. And he will wait and he is patient. So don't give up on those people that you think are too far gone. They're never Mm -hmm. too far gone. And God can even stop time to encounter someone. He Mm -hmm. wants his children, every single one of them. Everyone. And he cries and he cries when they don't come. He -hmm. cries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just keep that in the back of your head. When we're starting to, to think that somebody is, oh, they're so terrible. You know, we're, we're, we're dealing with a lot of stuff right now in our country, yeah, especially with right. this up, this, uh, with the pedophiles that, you know, are right. coming up and all this stuff. We need to pray for them. We need to love them because there's a hurt and a wound inside of them yeah. that have skewed things in their mind right. that thinks that, that, that it's okay what they're doing. Don't judge them. Love them. We need right. to be the love. We need yeah. to be the love, especially yeah. in this difficult time. Right. So right. there you go. That's very good. And October 24th, uh, yes. I am going to a women's retreat in New Haven, Missouri. Nice. So if people, yeah, so that's going to be, it's going to be really fun. Yes. <laughs> it's for pastor's wives and it's a, it's a women's retreat. So there's a place that you can go to my Facebook page to uh, sign up. I'm going to be the speaker there. 
and it's cabins and it's supposed to be some hiking nice. and things like that. Just time for, just for, you know, like pastor's wives, just to get away, just to get away and, and have fun. That's going to be so good. That's, that's one thing that's coming up. So Okay. And there's more coming. And there's more coming. And there's more coming. So yeah. if you guys are interested, you can go to heavenisfun.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. You can get your books. You can get your audio books. You can get your coloring book. Because you know what? <laughs> coloring books are fun. They are fun. Jesus, and Jesus is fun. He's real. He's very real. So thank you so much, Kim. Thank you for coming on. You are always such a pleasure and such a blessing to the show. I'd love to have you come back, especially when your next book comes up. We're going to talk about activating you and getting you ready to have encounters with Jesus. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for hanging in. I know it was a longer show, but come on. Heaven is real and it's fun and it's for you. So go out, get copies of your book. You can get the audio book, share it with your friends, especially to children. If you guys have grandchildren, get it for your grandchildren because you want to start talking to them about how good Jesus is because he is real and he is fun. So thank you so much, Kim. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for tuning in to Touch by Prayer. Just remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and good night.